1: Do you believe in miracles? We got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what's good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmony Podcast. Glad you're here today.
0: Patreon link if you hit here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show, let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building, he gon' stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade. Fantasies a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday, like Saturday morning, ain't no better way. When the news break, go subscribe right now. Don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the chain. back in everybody to another edition of the 4d chess dynasty football podcast thank you so much for joining us and it is now officially we can say a yearly tradition that adam and i record a podcast right before the nfl draft so when you are listening to this the first round will be over and we will look like idiots. But it's a yearly tradition now. When you do it two years in a row, it becomes a tradition. So that's what we're going to do. Adam, how you doing? You ready to do the uh, the annual tradition of making ourselves look dumb as hell?
1: You know, uh, I will say this. It's definitely a tradition. Um, it's not just this episode where we annually make ourselves look dumb. <laughs> but I do admit that I'm excited for it because, like it, if I can top, and if you can top the bad takes we had for last year's draft this year i think that's honestly a feat like that's something to celebrate because we were be. we were pretty wrong last year uh, on a lot of things but i'm excited man I, I like this tradition i like um giving our thoughts ahead of time and just putting ourselves out on a limb you know could, could it be redemption
0: season for us <laughs> Maybe? i mean it,
1: it, i would think it, we're set up very well for it it'd be hard to <laughs> it'd, it'd be it hard worse. not to do a little better at least a little better
0: all right, buddy. Well, Let's dive right into it. I am so hyped for this draft. Uh, we talked about it right before we started here. It's uh, it's been a long process because you and I, when we first started talking back and forth about dynasty strategy, like you mentioned, man, we're trading for draft picks that are, oh, they're two years down the road, right? We're we're playing in twenty twenty one, and oh, these are twenty twenty three picks. Don't even worry about them. No one cares about them. But we're out there acquiring them, and uh, now we get to see the fruits of our labor with this class. So it is uh, it is kind of nice to finally be here. But let's kick it right off at the top. Uh, this show is very slanted towards quarterbacks. And for those of you who play in Superflex Dynasty Leagues, rightfully so. Man, everything's slanted towards quarterbacks. This 2023 quarterback class, I think we have four pretty good ones, and one we kind of hope makes it into the first round. So let's start with that guy right there, Hennan Hooker. Bold prediction: Yes or no? First round NFL draft pick.
1: Yes, I, I'm, my bold prediction is he's, gunned, he's going to solidify. We're going to have five first round quarterbacks. I think that Hendon Hooker. I'm not I, like I'm not going to say he's top twenty, but I, I think he is a first round. I think that's that's bold enough.
0: Speak it into existence because I took him and you took him everywhere in these rookie drafts that we did before the NFL draft in well, the early part of the second round.
1: You know, it's it's basically what we did as predictions last year, right? We couldn't help ourselves, but this time we weren't acquiring Matt Corral and Sam Howell in the first round, right? At least this time now we're getting uh, Hennon Hooker primarily in the early second. I think a couple drafts we did, he was late first, but a lot more palatable than what we were missing on last year with like Malik Willis at 102 in pre-NFL drafts. All right, think about
0: post-NFL draft though. If that happens, where's Hennon Hooker going in rookie drafts?
1: He's gonna have a conversation, I think, starting at one o eight.
0: Oh baby. There it is. I don't now, know that I don't <laughs> know that it'll go that
1: high, but I think it's a conversation to be had about I, it.
0: Man, that's what I was gonna go with too, man. This is what we're on the same page about a lot of things. We'll find something tonight that we're off uh, off kilter on each other about. But uh, uh, Hen and Hooker, if, I think a conversation starts at one o eight.
1: Yeah. If and if it's not tonight, don't worry. We're gonna have twenty two hours to find <laughs> it. Um Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So by the time you're hearing this, we've already spent Six hours or whatever will be on on Thursday, and we'll be coming back to you later tonight. But yeah, I think, Mike, we're going to find a lot of the similarities as far as how we view things and where some of our bold predictions lie. And then also, if they come to fruition, you know, I think kind of at 108, to me, it's pretty easy just because he's a quarterback that someone took high enough to secure the fifth year option. He's very likely to get a chance in the NFL, even if it's not right away. And that, that in Superflex is maybe not the sexiest thing for people that want to take receivers because they feel like they're safe, but there's no one really after JSN in my mind that as far as the way the dynasty community is going to view them truly offers that safety net, right? Like none of those guys I don't think are Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers even are going to have this basically security blanket where if they have a pretty rough rookie season that they're someone everyone wants again next year.
0: I think the only way it works out is, uh, do we even have a situation where, like, a, a Aaron Rodgers-Jordan Love situation? Like, if some team were to do that, do we even have an established veteran, like an Aaron Rodgers type, like a legend that's valued high enough across the community, where if Henan Hooker was taken and say, pick 26, like Jordan Love, that, that the people wouldn't be in on him because of the quarterback in front of him?
1: I mean, I, I think there are some teams, I mean, well... Let's let's talk – I mean, there's a lot of different ways to talk about it, but what if uh, what if Baltimore ends up taking him? Lamar, and they end up having Lamar back even though it's not on a, like a true long-term deal. What if he ends up playing next year and Hennon Hooker's there, yeah. right? There's I think there's scenarios. I think there's other ones too. That was just one I thought off the top of my head. But I, I think there's other teams that have a – what people view as the starter where it's like a, a Hennon Hooker doesn't become anything a past 108 just because he's not going to be – the right away starter, maybe there's fear that he won't play for a couple of years. How healthy is he going to be? All these type things.
0: I guess it'd have to be like a you know like Dallas you, with Dak Prescott, right? We we value him very highly. Dak's good at football, but if Dallas were to signal, hey, we're we gonna take Hendon Hooker because we just we feel uncertain about Dak. I think the community would react. You guys are crazy, and you wasted a draft pick. Like it's kind of got to be that level of quarterback in front of him. Uh, the Lamar one is probably the only other one that would make sense. You know what I mean? Exactly what you're talking about. Just that's like a one-off situation. But any of these other ones, I'm looking at. Like if he goes to Detroit with Jared Goff, I don't think the community is going to value Jared Goff over Hendon Hooker, no, no. uh, Matt Stafford. You know, if it was the Rams, I mean, that's done. I'm just looking at like veteran quarterbacks. There's,
1: there's not, Mike, I think really because if min- let, let's just, I'll give you a, a few different ones. Like if Minnesota di- uh, drafted him. People would basically think, all right, the end of the cousins era is coming. Right. 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 In, in the same thing would be the case in if you went to Seattle, people probably actually really like it. Let's say they took him like at twenty or the, in the back half of the first round. Right. Gino is there for one year and then they're gonna move on from him probably. They're talking about that. There's no one here. Honestly, like to me, the Dallas one is interesting. I don't think it happens. But if if this did, this is just a theory, right? I think I think we, like you and I, and a lot of people. Are high on Dak because of the Superflex issue, but there's a lot of people, especially in that market, that are over da- over Dak Prescott. Hey. So it almost it could almost even cause total turmoil. And Dak Prescott, I think, would have a huge buy window just because I think a first round quarterback going to Dallas when they have Dak Prescott right now, given what happened last year and how people are kind of feeling like tired of Dak in the just the NFL space that would be like, it's not the worst case scenario now of the teams available to take him, I think that would be one of the ones where Hendon Hooker might yeah. not get the most, most value um, in Superflex drafts, but there's no one really on this list, Mike, the, 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 the veteran quarterback market is just not what it once was.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I chuckle a little bit too, because if that were to actually happen, Hendon Hooker to Dallas, and we talked about this, this comes out on Friday, uh, I,
1: I think we're fired buddy. I think it's over. Like Ray's just going to let us go
0: on the spot. So,
1: yeah. Uh, all I right. Was, <laughs> I, I was, I, you know, I did a little, uh, d- little promo for the draft and, you know, we were kind of messing about Dallas and how they picked. And if they did that, it, it would basically be like, listen, you guys are bad luck. Um, we appreciate everything you've done for us, but it's time to turn the lights off on you. <laughs> See you later. All right. So if we got Hen and Hooker going in the first round, I,
0: uh, I'm all, I'm with you, man. I think he's going to be a first round. Does that mean we got five quarterbacks in the first round? Kind of like we predicted last year that never came true.
1: It's exactly what we predicted last year. And you know what? This year feels like the year five is going to happen because last year it was it uh is. it was it felt like for a while it was going to be zero. We at least got one. I think this year five does happen. I really do. I think I I'll say the other my other prediction, Mike, is that. I think four quarterbacks go in the top seven picks.
0: Top seven, okay. Uh, we will differ on this one. We will differ on this one. Uh, before we get to the uh, who they're going to be in the top seven, we, I mean, we know the four guys, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I want to get your order. Which way you think they're going to go? Ooh.
1: Who's QB one off the board? Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz today. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, with Will Levis getting in the conversation at one. I don't just, know,
0: but that sounds like bullshit.
1: <laughs> I, I'm the the odds makers have shifted it to where he is heavily favored as now the number two in odds. So Bryce is still uh, very high, like minus 1,000 or something crazy. But Levis was like plus 500 and, and I think going, lo- going down. I, I think the order, Mike, for me is going to be Bryce Young. Um, then I'm going to go with – I'm actually going to say Will Levis goes second. I'm going to say – a. Rich goes third and I, I don't want to believe this, but it feels like there's a lot of stuff going on with CJ Stroud where he'll still, I think, like I said, get in the top seven cause I don't think people will let him fall that far. But, um, it, between, you know, the, the 18% on the, the test score, um, it seems like there's a lot of propaganda. I don't know where it comes from. It reminds me a lot of the Justin Fields conversations with like epilepsy and is he really that driven? Really? Um, it's, I don't know. It feels like it's just conjecture season and people get bored and they're trying to push narratives, but there's enough. I think there's enough smoke there where I, I wouldn't have said this last week, but I think he'll probably be the fourth off the board at this point. All right. This is also me kind of uh, being a little bit bold.
0: I think there's going to be three in the top five. Uh, I think it's going to be Bryce Young one. uh will Levis will go second. And then um, Anthony Richardson will be the third one. And I'm also with you. I think, there's just too much around C.J. Stroud. I, I I do think it's all overblown, um, and I don't want to believe it because we're in that time of season where you just get fed nonsense all the time. But I think there's a realistic possibility he slips out of the top 10. Now, it won't be far, but it's going to be outside the top 10. I think there's a team like Tennessee or something like that picks him at 11 or maybe just right after. But C.J. Stroud, for me, outside the top 10. Okay. That's quarterbacks, man.
1: I can see that. I mean, I guess – I I could see if the uh, if the fall for him is that far, why you could say he wouldn't go top ten. For for me, I just I look at Vegas in general, and I just I can't see a scenario where they really don't take one, and uh, it's just hard for me to believe. And then there's also the scenarios of our team's not really going to trade up a little bit to go get CJ Stroud if he falls outside right. the top five. Like that, that's why for me, I want to say top seven is because there's a team there that makes sense. And if the team doesn't want to take a quarterback in some of these spots, it it makes too much sense to not try to trade out, even if it's just five spots down and you don't even get that much back. Just don't, you don't, you can net value if someone wants to get a quarterback, I think is the big thing.
0: Understandable. Do you think uh, Houston, Houston's going to be the interesting one. Do you think they take a quarterback or they take the best defensive player in the draft?
1: I think they, I think at two, they're going to take Anderson. I'm with you too I, I I don't believe the Will
0: Levis to Houston thing I think they pass on him And write out one more year With whatever they got Davis yep. Mills, Case Keenum Whoever They take the best defensive player That they can possibly get And build that way And they give themselves One year window to figure out What they want to do for next year Whether that's a pick That's good enough to get Caleb Williams or Drake May Or whether that's Maybe they're, they're in the Lance business Maybe they're going to bring Trey Lance in sure. uh, Now that it's pretty much looking like San Francisco's done with him <laughs> any way you slice it. So maybe they take a shot on him. Um, but, yeah, I, but I do, I do think they pass on quarterback.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's if they stay there too. I think there's a scenario, especially if they have the mindset right. of building out for another year that someone could offer them something to take that number two pick off their hands. And maybe they don't end up with Will Anderson now. Right. But they could, uh, move back somewhere in the top 15, probably net right. some, some serious assets, which I think what that sets them up to do is with those extra assets, if, if they don't, let's say, you know, in dynasty terms, if they don't productive struggle, correct right? If they don't do it correct, they can now have, okay, maybe we have three first next year and... We can say, all right, we really believe in Caleb. We didn't quite have the pick to get him, but we have enough assets to go secure him. Or if it's Drake May, um, or you could like, you know, maybe see what the veteran quarterback market is too uh, at that point, and maybe you send draft capital or players for one of those guys. So I'm with you. I think it seems like, especially that tweet they put out there about embracing the struggle, essentially um, bef- before the draft and before the season. I-, I really do think that they're gonna try to build it out for another year.
0: All right. bonus question on the quarterbacks, and it doesn't relate to rookies, but do you think we get any action on Trey Lance or Lamar Jackson's situation during the draft?
1: I don't. I want to. I would love to have clarity on it. I think it would be very, it would be the buzz. Like, if that did happen, I think a lot of the draft picks would still be hype and talk about, but that would be a central focus, kind of like A.J. Brown trade was last year, and Jalen Hurts became the talk of the draft, right? And I think that that would totally be the case, whether that was Lance or Lamar, especially Lamar. If Lamar got moved, I mean, that would be insane. Uh, People would just have a hard time even focusing on the draft because of where is he at? Who are the pieces that he has in that team? What's Baltimore going to do? What's their plan in the future? So those would be really exciting. I I don't actually think they're going to come to fruition, though.
0: I, I'm with you too, I don't think anything happens but I'd have a crazy reaction on stream if that did happen <laughs> so we did a meme out of that one
1: it, it would be it would be I think also um, not just exciting but a breath of fresh air I think for people on Lamar having a new situation where it didn't feel like there's just this black cloud lurking over him it's what his future um, is with money, is he going to play people being upset with how he feels like he's being treated, all that would be like a breath of fresh air Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
0: Underdog! That's right, Destination Devi is now partnered with Underdog. An incredible opportunity, and you know my affinity. For best ball. How about getting in those contests and taking down some of these big tournaments? Getting that best ball money. And right now, if you sign up with promo code 4DChess, you'll get a hundred percent deposit match up to the first hundred dollars. And the best part is Destination Debbie Discord will be free to you for a year. Year, you will get access to all the strategy that we will be talking about as far as taking down some of these tournaments and the best ball tools that will come with it. What a perfect marriage! Destination Debbie, 40 chess, underdog, best ball. Say less and sign me up. Now, back to the show. All right, let's move on to the running backs. Bijan Robinson, do you think he goes in the top 10 of the NFL draft? <sighs> I don't. I
1: don't. I, th- I got. I got. I got top fifteen. I got top fifteen. All top right. ten just seems a little too bold for me, but uh, I like. It. I like it. Spit it to us, man. If, you, if you're spicier here than me, do it. Top ten, Philadelphia Eagles, lock it in. Let's go. Whoa. All right. All right. I get it now. Now I see it. The Kool Aid is here. Um, I like it. You see, it. You're going. You're going ten. They go ahead. And they. They go ahead. He uh, goes at ten. I like this man. I like it. How he's gonna go at ten? Get Bijan. I've, saw, I've seen a lot of stuff about, you know, go get what we want, do it. We know this would be a crazy run game. I mean, it would be. I just wonder, though, with a team that has been so damn patient and so smart about how they've utilized stuff, do they have it in them to to basically splurge on something they know doesn't make sense value-wise but could end up being, you know, that, that key piece to uh, put the offense one step forward?
0: Right. I... I think this is probably one of those moves. We, we saw him do it a couple years ago with Jalen Rager, where it, <laughs> like he just he wanted to get that extra piece. Like He just wanted it. He thought he was one away, and he did right. it, albeit the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he took Justin Jefferson, he looks like a genius. He takes Jalen Rager, on the other hand, doesn't work out, didn't look as good. But he still got us back to a spot where I just I feel like how he's coming for it. He had such a good draft last year in the trades he made, uh, getting A.J. Brown. Uh, fleecing the hell out of the Saints <laughs> over and over again, uh, you know, getting a uh, Jordan Davis up front, even though he got hurt there for a little bit, he was a big part of that team, huge, especially man. early, huge, de- literally
1: and figuratively. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's that guy is—he <laughs> is—he's one of those just totally crap. Massive. I feel amount.
0: like Howie's just waiting, man. He's so, uh, he so it's kind of like
1: you're thinking, all right, like he's been at the blackjack table, he's hot. I mean, he is hot, and it's like he goes against his the book for a second he pushes the stack in a little further because he's got the extra the extra assets and the ability to take a big shot i i could see it i just to me i still think that they want to be so smart with these assets cuz i think they i think he still believes that he can make these greasy moves you know where he gets yeah. another first and another piece and um, it would it would be awesome to see i think that let me ask you this too on this on this topic: If Bijan goes ten to Philly to your team, what does that do for just the general consensus? Does it is it arrow way up for Bijan? Is it a little bit down? Is it neutral? Is he just? Do you think for I most think people it doesn't matter where he goes?
0: I don't think it really matters where he goes, but I think for me it would be arrow up for him. Not only because it's my team, but you we talk about running backs and efficiency and. You know, We, we had Nick Colano on the show way back when last summer, and we were talking about Josh Jacobs, and right. look what happened with Josh Jacobs. It's not that we're savants, but you could just look at the offense and go with Devontae Adams. This is going to be a more efficient offense. Like This is going to be an offense where he's getting a lot more scoring opportunities, and it's not because I thought anything different about the talent, but you put Bijan, a guy that we already like regardless of his landing spot because of his talent in a super efficient offense like that that's going to score a ton of points, you have to push the arrow up. It's like if Bijan landed in Kansas City, there's no way people (laughs) don't think that's a good thing. That's the dream for everyone. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I just wonder, like, I think people nitpick too much a lot of times, and and especially they can be convinced on things that don't make sense. Um, You know, if it's, like, your guy, you know, Sirianni effect, is there – worries about him not getting passing work like just just simple things that I'm not actually going to be worried about personally Mike and I don't think that people should be that worried about I think it's a great landing spot it's an offense that's going to score a on I'm just I'm asking the question let me say I'm gonna go I'm gonna going go Ray Garvin and I'm just asking the question
0: <laughs> I just look at it I mean for those of you who don't follow the Eagles or Miles Sanders had a really quiet 11 touchdown 1200 yard season <laughs> Like twelve hundred right. rushing well, yard season last year for Philadelphia. Like yeah, it's, quiet.
1: It, 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 well, it's because I, I, the reason I I agree with your sentiment of quiet is it, it was it was boom and bust game, right? So like he had some games where it's like okay, maybe this is Miles Sanders that we wanted way back when he was a rookie, and then and then Boston Scott would
0: make an appearance,
1: right? And then two, and then there'd be two games of forty yards and like just questions, I and th- I think that's what made it feel quiet because there was. More weeks where you were like just scratching your head, but overall, like especially if you paid a lot of attention to it, you had a bunch of shares. You were you were like, man, there was some really nice pop weeks in there, even with the questionable usage.
0: So I just think about Miles Sanders and you know how staunchly I defended him. Uh, we don't need to have a conversation where we talk about Miles Sanders and Bijan in the same sentence because they're <laughs> in different let's, Yeah,
1: let's not let's not do that, right? Uh, Miles <laughs> Sanders played behind Saquon. He would have played behind Bijan. Let's let's leave it at that. All right, Jameer Gibbs, do you think he goes in the first round? I do. Too much smoke. Too much smoke. And see, what's interesting is we talk about how much these teams have become more smart about the running back position, right? They're not going to do this. And then every year we see almost a first-round running back, it feels like. I mean, I think he's really special talent. I I know that there's concerns with his size, but the passing ability – The one thing I do think about it is first round uh, usage on a running back typically isn't the smartest thing. But if you have the idea of – you don't have to go Pittsburgh level on it where you're going to just abuse this guy for five years, right? But if your price of acquisition is just a singular first asset, right, and you use it that way and your intention is not knowing that you're not going to give this guy the bag, if you don't really hurt your salary cap with a first round running back, right? So – I think you can get a second, third, and fourth round running back sometimes that can be maybe not quite as good, but damn near the same replacement, which is why it's smarter to take one later. But I think that's why teams still get convinced that this is this piece means so much and we'll take it in the first round, even when we all know that it's just not the wisest investment. And I think Gibbs is one of these talents that's a little different than the rest, and somebody I think will take him in the first round.
0: Right. Uh, you know, I just talked about Bijan at 10. That's my hot take. But you just look at the back part of the first round, and it just seems very logical that there's going to be a team back there who goes, yeah, we're good enough. And Scott kind of pointed it out on Twitter a couple of days ago where he was talking about cost the actual cost of a first-round running back isn't actually that bad at all. Like, it's its not bad, and especially if you know you're just going to use him for, for what he is, you get the best of him, and then, uh, you know, you just kind of get rid of him, <laughs> throw him away. But... You got teams like you know Cincinnati, we don't know what the Joe Mixon situation is. Maybe they uh, take a shot on him. Um, the Saints with Alvin Kamara, right? right and then right. also my Philadelphia Eagles, no forget, are picking 31. So if uh, my Bijan prediction doesn't come true, I may get like partial credit oh, if they take Jameer Gibbs at 31.
1: Let me ask you, let's say they, they miss, they don't take Bijan at 10, right. um, and they do take Gibbs at 31, or 30, I guess it actually would be, because we removed a pick. How excited would you be there? I, I'd be, I'd be excited for it. I would be excited for it. Okay. It's
0: uh it's not like i would be disappointed at all. <laughs> but, you know, Jameer Gibbs. Okay, all right. I get like eighty percent of the hype I was gonna have for Bijan. I'm not gonna probably lose my shit like I would have if it actually happens with Bijan at ten. But I'll yeah, get I'm, pretty excited. I'm pretty excited.
1: I guess my question is for you, the guy that you know. The, the McNutted Brain, the guy that's always 4-D and stuff. He's he's thinking right. big picture with his team. If you were able to fill a legit hole, and maybe not even a hole, but just a luxury, but a, a star, possibly at 10, and you still get Gibbs, who let's say he's not B-John, but right. could offer high-end upside at times at the running back position, Like, wouldn't that still be just as exciting for you?
0: Well, My, my biggest fear is it's like, I'm an Iowa fan, but it's like Lucas Van Ness at ten, who's just oh. unsexy. Like, oh, yeah. there's, I like the guy. He's from Iowa. I'd be happy for him. But you know, honestly, until the draft process started, I was I had no idea this dude was a projected top ten <laughs> pick. You know, one of the best yeah. edge rushers or whatever you wanted to say. Exactly. I'm like, all these, all I've these tight this, ends. I've watched this dude his entire career. I've never seen this.
1: All these tight ends. You know, that year in and year out, they have great ones. They have. You Know a top 10 pick in, in this class, and and Mike's always talking about talent the talent gap. And it's just every year, I just I, I don't, I'm not here for it. I can't co- keep standing co- for it. Coach him up, man. That's right. <laughs> Coach, Coach him. him up. There it is. All right. Um. Yeah, so I, I think Driguez does go first round.
0: Perfect. I'm with you. I think he does too. Too much smoke around it. Too many opportunities for good teams in the back half just to try to put that one extra piece to their offense, push them over the top. So that brings us who the hell. Is gonna be RB three. Who the hell
1: is gonna be RB three? We get choices. I want to hear. I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours because I ha- I have one. I do want to hear yours.
0: I got one, and I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna go back to a couple months ago, okay. right where I had this and I started. I think it's gonna be Roshan Johnson as the RB three off the board.
1: Wow, really? Okay, talk to us, man. Yep. That that is. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibilities, but that's interesting.
0: Roshan would be getting a lot more hype if there wasn't this guy named Bijan Robinson. That so, you're, so we
1: we just talked about Miles Sanders. It's the Miles Sanders thing you're thinking?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of the Miles Sanders effect, right? Like okay. he had a he has very good metrics. Uh, on a per touch basis, he is very good. He's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the movement ability, uh, looks really good on tape when he's getting the ball. Uh, just a matter of fact, he's playing with a generational talent in front of him. But I think his senior bowl helped him. Uh, actually getting in front of some NFL scouts and just some of the things I've been reading from like people in the NFL space, NFL teams are valuing way more than we ever did because we kind of overlooked them. So I think it's gonna be Roshan Johnson. But Adam, like I wouldn't put money on this unless okay. the odds were like ridiculous. You know Because it's a, it's a long shot. I look at this class with with Kendra Miller and Tank and Zach Evans, Charbonnet, Roshan, A chain even, uh, Tajay Spears, Abanakanda, and I'm going like I can see any one of these dudes being RB three off the board, but I'm gonna put my money on Roshan. I gotta pick one. There, there it is, final answer for me.
1: Got it. I, I, I'll say this: This is a extremely tough question because, and, and the reason, let me say why it's a tough question, because I think each team is going to have such a different view on their room in running back. Right? Like if you had their board of their their top running backs, I think. Yep. Team to team is going to look so different. So it no one no one no one has any idea which team is actually looking currently truthfully looking to take a running back in let's say round 2 or round 3 and who's not. Um so that was that's what makes it really tough. I think at this point for me there, there's four guys in the in the conversation. You actually I I'm, I'm with you that Roshan is one of them. For me the other two that I'm not going to pick are um Kendre Miller and Zach Charbonnet. And I put, this is me kind of just putting my heart on my sleeve and some of the stuff he has done this last season, uh, albeit at the Combine, how electric and fast he was. I, I think there's a team that will take uh, – the RB3 will be Israel Banikanda. I, I think that there's going to be somebody that really values just the idea of his size and speed and that they could use him as a guy that's, you know, on a day-two contract for four years and that's a guy that could be electric enough
0: it is crazy to think too he's one of only two running backs in this class like of the guys that we have ranked that are 20 years old right you know correct I mean? so he also has that going for him where it's people go oh he's only 20 so and and it's not see
1: it. if you look at his um he doesn't have like this crazy wear either right like he's 20 he doesn't have a ton a ton of touches under his belt like i think i think there's a lot of reasons that teams might really like israel banikanda
0: I like it. I like it going out on a limb. All right, let's go to the – oh, let me ask. One last question on the running back. How many of these guys do you think go day two? Like we're talking second round kind of guys, right? So
1: we got two guys
0: in the first round that we predicted. Day two, are we talking
1: round two and round three though? Round two and round three. Great question. Um, You know, this is another hard one because – and and this is – what's so tough is it's such a deep running back class, right? And when you look at mocks – Different, you know, writers, different companies. There is such level in varying degrees on this. Like I have seen some mocks where, I mean, there's just littered with running backs in day, day two, round two and round three. It's like you just all the names we want. And a lot of times I feel like I look at the writer who it is and there's a there's a bias towards wanting these running backs to go that high, you know. And I right. look at some of these other rip mocks and I'm like, man, round two doesn't even have one doesn't even have one. And I'm like, there's no way that's real. But then I start thinking maybe it's so deep that teams think they can wait and maybe they're not going to be many in round two. And So so I think it's (laughs) – this is a very tough question. For me, I'm going to say that there's going to be between round two and round three. I'm going to have six running backs going off the board. Six. So we got eight total in the first two days. Exactly.
0: Ooh, you're aggressive, my friend. I was going to go with four. On day two. Okay. Two 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 in round one. Uh we'll probably have one or two in round two. Well the four the, the four
1: I mentioned, I feel pretty strongly that they you. will go in the in the top two. And then, you know, I, I can add so many other names. it's not even doesn't have to be that many. Um, but like Devon A Chang, Kenny McIntosh. I mean, there's so many names I still think that could. That's why I'm gonna say six. It's I, it's probably a little on the higher end and me wishful wish casting, wanting this class depth to be day two running backs, but <laughs> I, I think I think four is reasonable too, but like I, I think six is is not even asking that much, honestly. With especially with the compensatory picks in in round three, right? There's a lot of those,
0: a lot of those shots for teams to take. All right, wide receivers. Who's the first wide
1: receiver off the board? Man, this is like the R. Kelly song. Man, my my heart, my mind, my body. But I tell you what, man, I've heard a lot of smoke and stuff about. Uh, Hyatt, and I'm here to tell you, you can put it to bed. I'm not saying Hyatt's a bad player, but it's the Ohio State. This isn't Iowa. We're, we're used to having the wide receiver one off the board. It's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's going to go in the top 12. I think that's um, – Stress take right there too, like extra bonus. Yep, top 12. Top 12. There's going to be – I think that teams are going to start in this mix having trouble when the quarterbacks are gone and – do they want to you know, take a – and Will Anderson will be gone. Do they want to take an offensive lineman? Do they want to go sexy, get JSN? Um, I, I think JSN is going to go top 12. I think he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board. And I think that it will be – by there will be like five picks before he's – I think he's pretty cl- decisively the wide receiver one.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, JSN for me as well. I don't think top 12, but I ain't too far off. I think it's top 13, and that pick that Green Bay just traded up for was for Jackson Smith and Chigba. And Aaron Rodgers finally gets – oh, wait. He's not going to get a 1st
1: receiver. They're like, hey, they're like, uh, yeah, you remember all that stuff you did, all those antics? Here, this is for you. Jordan Love gets his piece. JSN, he gets your job and the, and the first receiver you never got.
0: I think it would be the ultimate – the ultimate – the ultimate disrespect right there to do that to him. So, JSN, them. 13, Green Bay, let's go. How many wide receivers in the first round? Uh, I know some mocks only have one. Some mocks have two, three. What what says you? How many wide receivers are we going to get in the first round of the NFL draft?
1: I'm, I'm actually – I think there's going to be four. Uh, I don't want to get too crazy, but I, I think that JSN's a lock. I think that Zay Flowers – Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and Jalen Hyatt, I think that three of those guys are going to go. So like, I, I feel pretty safe about saying four, um, I, especially the way that, you know, the receivers seem to be very, very valued in the NFL right now. I think that even though this isn't the greatest receiver class, there's going to be too many teams that want to take their shot. And when I look at some of the teams in the back half of the first round, especially Mike, you know, like the chargers who are having some aging guys at at receiver. And I feel like that's a great landing spot and someone that wants to utilize that pick on a receiver. Um, There's a lot of teams there that just makes sense for them to take a receiver. So I'm going to go with four. Last year, I didn't
0: think the, uh, the wide receiver class was all that special. Uh, I thought it was just kind of okay. And it really came out and surprised us on multiple levels Um, this year, Adam, Also kind of underwhelmed by the wide receivers. So I'm going to say six. We're going to have six first round wide receivers because the NFL just loves throwing the football and they love wide receivers. And we can talk about how we don't see any of these guys as alphas. Just what Scott and uh, Brandon were talking about on Destination Dynasty that dropped on Monday. I think we are all underestimating him. I think we might get six. I can see JSN, we just talked about him, QJ, Addison. Addison going to the Chargers just feels like it's a match made in heaven. Right, uh, Jalen Hyatt because of the speed going in the first round. Zay Flowers just because he's so damn dynamic. Like The, the mock to the uh, Chiefs that I've seen everywhere for Zay Flowers just fits. And then I think we get one more whether it's uh, Josh Downs or Marvin Mims is going to sneak in and be a first-rounder. Okay. It's the uh, the second-round receivers that uh, we're probably not going to see a lot of, <laughs> the day two guys, and uh, I'm here to tell you they probably don't matter then. I think we right. got six, and everybody else is just kind of, meh, whatever.
1: Well, I think, honestly, uh, six, five to me feels like a, a pretty sweet spot number. I went a little more conservative with four. The reason I think though that four is definitely gonna happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was five or six. The opposite of what I was talking about with the running back class in here in the twenty three rookies, where teams may have just so many guys that are similar on their board, do they actually take one in round two when they think, All right, maybe we have Israel Bandakanda or whoever it is for them, you know, if it's Zach Charbonnet as their running back three. But they don't see a big difference in that and their running back eight, right? So why not just wait until the 3rd round when you can get a guy of similar talent i think that's the opposite the receiver position right if you want one i think the list is not that great for guys in the that the nfl views as high end assets some of these guys we we don't even think they view as like elite elite players right but good enough receivers and everybody wants receivers in this more and more passing nfl so i think that forces you to take them in the late first cuz if you have right. a late pick in the first it's your late second round, you're probably not going to get anywhere near the caliber player at all at the receiver. Position. I think it's
0: also a little bit of a reaction by the NFL, too, to how bad the free agent receiver market was this year. There true, was true. a whole bunch of nobodies and not very good ones, so I think the NFL's going to overcompensate a little bit, and we'll see too many of these guys drafted, even though we don't think that there should be that many, but I'm going to go with six. Adam, we got to ask the burning question about wide receivers. Uh, the booty, Kayshaun bute where does he get drafted? Not the team, but what round are we talking about?
1: Free fall. Free fall. I think he goes and I think he's I don't think he goes till day three. I'm with you. I think fourth round is is yeah. being generous. I think I think fourth is I could see fourth. Like I could see a team still believing enough, right? So it has been high on the kid for a while, maybe interviewed with him, whatever. But I, I don't think there's any way. It, I shouldn't say that. I personally don't think he's going to go ahead of round four. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went more like five or six, but um, I think that's the right range, four, five, six.
0: So you had Matt on while I was gone too, and you guys talked a little bit about Rakeem Jarrett. Where do you think he goes? What round? And and for us, like what round would also matter for us where we don't just completely write him off in our rookie drafts?
1: I mean, to me, I think that he is a – like I think we we're, we're hoping for a fifth round out of him.
0: That'd be nice. I think that's the, nice.
1: I think that's a good case scenario. That's we can keep not that like Stefan being, Diggs yeah. corollary going, baby. Right. We can
0: keep the Stephon Diggs corollary exactly. going. Exactly.
1: I like the fifth, just because it's it's. You know, when you start getting the sixth and seventh round, and not saying that, it, like if he was sixth round, I'm still depending on where he's going in rookie drafts and how cheap he is in best ball. I'm still like, okay, I'll shoot my shot, especially on the landing spot too. But like, especially when you get the seventh, man there's there's no almost no hit rates in the seventh round you'd almost rather the wide receiver not get drafted than go in the seventh round honestly if we're keeping it real like <laughs>
0: let's just let's just say man anything in like the sixth or seventh
1: six round or seven drafted, or six. i'm
0: not interested at all right like like, like w- DPJ when i'm picking was... in the fifth round of my rookie drafts i'm not looking at those guys that late i'm going there's a there's a running back who went in the fourth round there's a running back who went in the fifth round there's a a wide receiver I didn't even really like, and you know, I like Puka Nakua. Like, I, right. I didn't even think anything about him. But hey, you went in the fourth round. You know, I'm in the fifth round of my rookie draft. I'm taking those guys before I take the undrafted guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you get to a, like a seventh round receiver, I'd probably like take my shot on a guy, even a, a guy. Let's say we got like we like, right? Like, let's say I don't want to say this, this, but like, let's say Sean Tucker goes way later than we're hoping. Yeah. I'll right. I, I'm totally much rather that, or even an, un, even one of these guys that they went undrafted and it's like, okay, right. they went to a decent landing spot. I'd rather, I'd rather shoot my shot there. Honestly.
0: Right. Right. Sean Tucker goes to the sixth round. Where we're like, he could be this year's Isaiah Pacheco. Just right. Wait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're wait, just wait on it. Exactly. Like that's, I'm, I'd rather shoot my shot there than start like seventh round receivers. It just, it, it, and I think at that point too, for a guy like Rakeem Jarrett, um, I think we're already in the weeds as far as him being a chance to hit. Like I'm, I'm hopeful still, but the odds are not great. And if he goes to like round seven, that means that all these teams are really showing you that they just don't, they just don't believe.
0: All right, let's move on to the tight ends. We'll finish it up here with our predictions for them. Who's the first tight end off the board? And uh, just a couple months ago, this seemed like a stupid question, but as more and more mocks I've seen and the more and more information that comes out about one Dalton Kincaid it's actually a conversation to have so who you got mayor Dalton yeah. Kincaid
1: yeah so this is tough i'm i'm going to say because of the smoke i think that a team is going to get excited about possibilities and they're going to take Dalton Kincaid off the board first like i think in, in my heart i think that michael Mayer should go first but i think that there's a team that's going to talk themselves into if Dalton Kincaid can become what we think he can, right? Like the idea of Dalton Kincaid, I think will convince a team to take him ahead of Michael Mayer, even though Michael Mayer did. Be, like I, I think he performed as good or better than I was expecting, truthfully, right. in the athletic department, right? And like, right. He's 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 not Brock Bowers. He's not a like. Oh my goodness, this is an unbelievable tight end. But he is. He has checked every box. He is well above like what most tight ends you're looking for in a class are right and that's it's amazing that it's almost like I think I heard this on somewhere it's almost like fatigue like they're just kind of tired of Michael Mayer Michael Mayer for all these years in this class and there's looking for what else could be there so I I do think Kincaid goes ahead of him but I, I personally think that it should be Mayer that comes off the board first
0: Michael Mayer for me is going to be the first tight end off the board but i am completely with you it, it does feel like around the community on twitter these mock drafts you know the stuff you're hearing the smoke you're talking about there is michael mayer fatigue and the nfl is going to big brain this one somehow and i can see exactly what you're talking about that even though michael mayer has done absolutely everything that you want from him he's athletic he yes. put up production. He can block. He has the size. He's shown that he's not just an inline tight end. They Correct. also move him around in the formation. He has the hands and he's a red zone threat. The NFL will still go, eh, 23-and-a-half-year-old Dalton Kincaid, who was a nobody before this year. Let's go ahead and take him as a first tight end. Why but, Mike,
1: now? but Mike, have you seen some of the catches he makes? The <laughs> right? the athletic body. This guy played basketball. Come on. like Imagine. Imagine. Right? It's like – Man, it's almost like your dreams, right? Like what you thought your dreams were, and you know you're gonna have this crazy, immaculate, outlandish thing for your career, which is basically point zero zero one percent of people get that. Versus, you're gonna have this unbelievably great job. You're gonna have a gr- everything's gonna be great about it. But it just doesn't have that sex appeal of whatever your dream was, right? Like, it's the difference in that those two things. It's like, this is going to be one of the best jobs you can have, and you're going to be secure with this. But you know what? No, I want to shoot my shot on the chance of my dream. Like, I think that's honestly what, what's happening with this.
0: How many tight ends do you think go in the first round? I, I feel the numbers should be at two, but... I, I don't know. I, do you also feel like it should be two? So the burning question, the prediction we should make is: Is it three? Does Luke Muxgrave or Darnell Washington or Sammy Laporta? I doubt that happens. But Sammy Laporta, do, do they like, sneak into round one? Do we get three first round tight ends?
1: I do like that, Mike. Um, you know, with the uh, the tight end University of Iowa right back there. He's been talking about Sam LaPorta. People weren't listening to him for a while and he just he he wants him to go first round. I don't think he's going to go beat, go first round. I think there's a chance of a third. Um, but I'm not going to like I'm not putting my name on that. I don't think it's going to happen. But I I've seen enough mocks. I think there's uh th- this class is good enough that a team could absolutely take one in the first, but I also think because of its depth, right? Because similar to what we talked about with the running back position, I don't. I don't know that a team has any one of those guys so far ahead that they say we're going to take him in the first round. Right? Like right. they could wait and get Sam Laporta probably in round two. They could wait and maybe wh- whichever one falls, whether it's Musgrave or whoever. So I think that's where I want to say too. I'm not going to go. I know it's a bold prediction, show Mike, but I can't. I can't put my name on that one.
0: That is pretty bold. Uh, I'm I'm with you, and I'll, I'll caveat it here. It's it's probably two tight ends in the first round for me. And that's my final answer, and I think we're going to have an additional four over day two. So between the second, and third round, I see four more of these guys. Uh, the fourth, the, the the day two guys. I definitely think it's going to be Laporta, Darno, Washington, Musgrave, and I'm going to go with Tucker Craft. I love. I'm going to go with Tucker Craft, go but I could see, I could four. see. I can see Koontz or Mallory being that, that fourth one, but I, I, I'm going to go with Tucker Craft. I think the NFL goes back to the well, and they go to, back to the pipeline that is South Dakota, <laughs> the Jackrabbits, and they go back to getting hey, Tucker Craft.
1: Speaking of South Dakota and the Jackrabbits and Dallas Goddard, and, is there any chance Howie gets, them, gets a t- tight end in the building?
0: I think he – I th- I don't think he does. I think they were pretty happy, and I was actually pleasantly surprised about how good Grant Calcaterra was out the gate. Um, I think they're probably just looking for a guy who's going to be that third tight end who's a blocking specialist. Okay. Dallas Goddard's fantastic in the blocking game. Calcaterra, not so much. <laughs> so he does have that Ertz-Goddard dynamic back, yeah. even though the offense is a little bit different. But I think they're happy with Calcaterra, well, so they're probably just looking for a third guy, just a body.
1: Okay. I could see it. I the reason I ask is because got because Goddard is such a good blocker and still poses as a great asset and you know, they did just pay Hertz, but I think they for the next year especially want to surround him with as many weapons cheaply as possible. Like I I kinda see I'm not gonna say this is gonna happen, I, but I see a scenario where they maybe take a shot on a guy like Zach Koontz, who's not a blocker and right, as right. as more of a weapon that could be deployed and packages with two tight ends.
0: I think it it wouldn't be the worst idea, right? So one thing we do really well is develop offensive linemen, but that also goes to your tight end position. So if you take a guy who has the physical traits to be a good blocker, right? Kuntz is a a mountain of a man, right? A mountain of a man just needs to hit the weight room just a little bit and learn some blocking technique. Yes, I think uh, if he's already good in the receiving game, that wouldn't be a bad one. Uh, Kuntz was probably a guy, though, I think – unless some team really gets over the skis on them is probably more headed towards like round four, round five territory as a development, just because it's yes, the athletic testing is phenomenal, but you know, how are you going to overcome that fact that well, the school, most people have never heard of.
1: Well, and that's why I'm like, to me again, if it was going to happen in, in round three, like Philly at pick 94, I think it is right, right before they get out of the fourth, maybe, um, I, I, if there are going to be four tight ends, I think those are the four that you mentioned. I, I think that this tight end class is good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Will Mallory went a little higher. Um, we, we talked about that uh, a couple times here on 4D. And I, I like him. He's. I found out, Mike, that just where I have so many of these later picks, I, I got a little more exposed to Will Mallory than I want to be. So now I'm really invested in finding out where he goes and hoping that it's a, uh, you know, Early yeah. enough into a decent enough spot.
0: Man, that's all I got. Uh, I think that wraps up our prediction episode. We're going to either look like savants or we're going to look horrible or maybe it's a mix. Maybe we hit some of these. Uh, all I know is that if Hennon Hooker gets drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, it's been a great ride. We appreciate our audience. Uh, we've probably been terminated, but uh Hey. <laughs> Hey, it was a hell of a Wait, prediction. I wish I would have put money
1: on it. Yep. It, it was, at least we got the redemption before we got canned, you know, because uh, last year was a pretty, pretty big swing and a miss. Yeah. I think my, my bold takes, Mike, are um, four quarterbacks in the top seven. Um, I got uh, five quarterbacks in the first round. I, I got a, kind of a bold take, I still think, is Israel Banacanda being my RB3. Um, so I, I got some, I got some hot takes. I also like, I'm, I don't feel that strongly about anything too crazy um, relative to what the the narratives are at the moment. Honestly, where like last yeah. year, we were we were pushing back against a lot of the narratives in quarterback. Right. Like I don't I don't feel that staunch about something that seems out of pocket this year. We're uh, we're definitely
0: more going with the flow uh, yeah. this year, uh, not trying to uh, to get out of out of character. <laughs> like everybody's attacking this quarterback class; it's actually pretty good.
1: It, no, it you wasn't. know, <laughs> it was, it, it <laughs> no, was pretty awesome. awesome. Like our first, our first episode, we're just you know, are you sure you want to fade all the quarterbacks in this class? We're doing all this, and then we're, we I'm come- amazed people still listen to us we, after we, that.
0: You come out the gates like that, we should have out- done.
1: We came, you know, we're like a guy that has no guy has no experience getting in the ring. Just out here trying to throw crazy haymakers, leaving themselves unguarded cuz that's what it was like, right? Then all of a sudden we're like ready. Yeah. Let's get in front of hundreds of people and let's just put all these takes out there and it's just like as every pick goes by and there's no quarterbacks off the board, you just Whoops. feel the punches that you just left yourself exposed to. I think
0: I made up for it with my phenomenal dance moves on the live stream. So if you guys aren't tapped in, you aren't paying attention or you didn't tune in Thursday night, which uh, if you're listening to this, round one's already done. Make sure you come check out round two, Destination Devi's YouTube channel. Come check us out. We're live streaming with all the crew, the whole Destination Devi crew. So
1: it is a blast. We'd love to
0: have you. Uh, Adam, that's all I got, man. You can take us out of here, buddy.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, Looking forward to seeing everyone here Uh, if if you're listening to this. Hopefully we saw you on Thursday. If not, make sure you're coming to check us out day two over at the Destination Devi live stream for the draft. Honestly, it's the place to be. We have a blast. We do have some really good discussions on there. We have a bunch of fun. We're drinking. We're laughing. We're having a good time, but also giving you good context and good discussion. So the place to be for the NFL draft. Dynasty Generals, hope this one was maybe not as actionable for you, but a little entertainment because when you're listening to this, we already know um, all of round one. So uh, probably egg on our face. But we appreciate everyone tapping in again. Um, We will see you back here next week. And just remember, When your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. We're out of here.
0: Hope you enjoyed the
1: NFL Draft, folks,
0: and we'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.